0: You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Thursday edition. As we get ready for week nine, our guest on Thursdays is Chris Graybon of the Action Network. He'll be making his six-pack of best bets Or Sunday, Matt and I will be making our picks for Sunday on tomorrow's program and previewing all of the Week 9 games. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me, the scout Matt Williamson. At Williamson NFL is a must follow. Before we bring Chris onto the show, Matt, we talked a lot yesterday about this Thursday night football game Packers at 49ers. And as of now, and it looks like this game is officially a go. It will happen no matter how <laughs> many players are lost on either side due to COVID 19. It looks like right now it's all running backs for. The Packers, as far as COVID, A.J. Dillon and some close contacts there. Aaron Jones already out due to injury. Uh, Even Tyler Irvin's a little banged up. So, I mean, it's going to be all passing game for the Packers and then all running game for the 49ers. I mean, that might have been the game plan anyway for San Francisco. But Kendrick Bourne, who had tested positive earlier in the week, and his close contacts, which is rookie wide receiver Brandon Ayuk, and left tackle Trent Taylor are out. So two more big names out for The 49ers there, but now Matt, if that isn't enough, here is the latest as of Thursday morning, an update from Jennifer Lee Chan of NBC Sports. No positive COVID test results per 49ers team source right now. Even Kendrick Bourne received a new negative test result. So if the Green Bay versus San Francisco game was Sunday, the team would likely have all of its available players to suit up, but that's still up in the air. And it doesn't look like those players, there's enough time to confirm negative tests or whatever. So I don't think the 49ers are still going to have those players, even though they might not actually be positive right now.
2: It's craziness. I mean, this is one of the odder developments of the entire season. And there's been a lot, obviously just keeping up with who might play, who won't, you know, we're recording this noonish on Eastern Eastern time. And I'm still not certain What I am certain of is if these teams were right, and we've seen this before, the Niners are just a terrible matchup for Green Bay. I mean, Mm -hmm. that running game is exactly what the Packers do not want to deal with. And the way Shanahan schemes that up, and schematically, that's not going to change. And the, the, the other aspect of it, too, is both these head coaches are basically from the same tree. One has a Hall of Fame quarterback, and the other one doesn't, especially tonight but you can't forget that the running game is also the basis of what green bay does on offense and the niners are much harder to run against than the packers and the packers don't have any running backs <laughs> you know so uh, i don't think they want to be you know bombs away throwing at every snap
1: And right now, the 49ers defense still one of the best in the league against the run. So it might have gone in that direction anyway. And the 49ers, you know, wanted to run the ball. And even with Nick Mullins in there instead of Jimmy Garoppolo, last time these two teams played, Garoppolo only attempted eight passes. So uh, it's going to be similar game plans to what was already going to happen, I think, but just more extreme potentially. Uh, It's going to be interesting. And I I think you can just throw the records out because this is going to be a wild one If one team blows the other out, it's obviously got to be the Packers, right? Because of of what's going on with this roster and what the 49ers have left. But I think there's still a glimmer of hope for San Francisco just because of that running game and going against the worst run defense right now in the NFL, Uh, especially what we've seen the last few weeks from that Packers D with really no answers, even though they knew it was going to be all cook all the time against the Vikings and still, you know, they could do nothing against them. So seven points right now is where green Bay is favored. That line continues to grow by Sunday. It could even be double digits. Or I mean, by uh, Thursday night, it could be uh, double digits who knows, but minus seven, minus seven and a half. You taking those, you getting up those points for, for green Bay. You think the 49ers can keep this one close.
2: No, I want the points here. And when I thought these teams were sort of healthy, I was leaning towards taking the Niners as an upset special. So um, you're going to give me this many. And, and really all it is is extreme faith in Kyle Shanahan you know, that I bet he figures out a way to keep this thing close when the time of possession battle don't you know, don't turn the ball over have a consistent running game and that Niners defense isn't what it was last year, but there's still some players over there that are highly respectable and and Green Bay is not exactly loaded with weapons either.
1: And I think Green Bay obviously will try to do whatever they can to stop the run, and they have to, and they have to dare the 49ers and Nick Mullins to throw on the outside to most likely mm-hmm. Trent Taylor and, and Kevin White. Maybe the resurrection <laughs> of Kevin White tonight, we'll see. He should be called up off the practice squad and River Craycraft. Those are the names in the passing game for the 49ers River tonight. Yeah, and, and uh oh, Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, But uh, Jordan Reed might be back, so maybe there's your number one passing target in the 49ers passing game. That's a sneaky fantasy guy, by the way. Oh, yeah, if you're hurting because George Kittle's out. But then that's the biggest one with the Niners is George Kittle's out and... Your best offensive lineman, Trent Williams, is out. So even the run game aspect of this is not as much in the 49ers' favor as it would have been before, even though I really liked Michael Hasty. So I don't even know what to expect with this game, but um, I'm going to I'm gonna give up those seven points for the Packers. If it grows beyond a touchdown, I might say, you know what, the 49ers might be a sneaky good pick here, just to at least keep it close if they can run the ball.
2: Yeah, I hear you. It's a highly unpredictable situation, to say the least.
1: We'll see what happens Thursday night, but the game is on. Let's get with Chris Raybon from the Action Network and talk about Sunday's NFL games coming up on Peacock and Williamson. If you're sitting there Thursday afternoon getting ready for Thursday night football, need to break through that wall, maybe you're listening to this show on Friday or over the weekend, break through that physical or mental wall with Built Go. Easy to take, one and a half ounce packages. It's energy, protein, B vitamins, honey, and a little kick of caffeine to get you going. And it's small, easy to carry, easy to take. Put it in your briefcase. Put it in your golf bag to power you through the back nine. Have your most focused presentation at work ever. Put it in your car. Just stick it in your pocket. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market, too. It's like having an energy drink without that same crash of this overly sugared, caffeinated Beverage, much healthier for you because it's natural and better for the body. Three delicious flavors peanut butter, honey, coconut chocolate, and chocolate mint. Go to builtgo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That is promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. Our guest today, as always on Thursdays, is Chris Raybon, fantastic guest. You've got to check out his podcast with his co-host, Stucky, where they make their Sunday six-pack of picks that we're going to get into today. The six best bets for your Sunday games. Matt and I, of course, will be back tomorrow, Friday, making our six-pack of picks. And we've been going head-to-head all year long. And it's getting pretty tight with our picks, Chris. Uh, but we're we're over 500. I think we're all making money. So we're doing pretty well for ourselves this year.
0: Yeah, last week was rough. I mean, I, I had the... Um... Bronx, no, the, the Chargers, and they were up. I think it was like, oh, they're a nightmare. I mean, Jesus, and this is like the fourth <laughs> three time, yeah, like a nightmare. Stuck had the uh, Stuck had the Cowboys who were actually hanging in there against the Eagles, and then you know, one blitz and uh, t- fumble six. Yep. so it was, it was and
2: then they a snap bit it out of thing. the end zone on purpose to add two more to it. And you know.
0: <laughs> Oh, my goodness, I mean, yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, if you had a, yeah, if you got like some weight close at like what was it like 12 and a half or like you were yeah it was it was nuts that game was nuts. But, uh, I'm sure we'll talk more about the the Cowboys uh, coming up so
1: yeah absolutely what a wild week <laughs> this is going to be here now too there's multiple games that have some COVID considerations Thursday night football apparently is happening I mean this is just this 2020 season never ceases to amaze with what's going on right now and uh, the you show must go on yeah the NFL is going to push these games through I think that's pretty clear now the rest of the way there's not a lot of wiggle room here to add more weeks or more games either so they want all of these games to get played and they're even talking about an extra playoff spot which is which is kind of way out there to go from six to eight this season if, if uh, but I think that's an emergency situation you mentioned the Cowboys and and Matt did go head to head with you and he picked the Eagles there but the Cowboys still haven't covered this year right you, you guys can't possibly take the Cowboys this week can you? Again. Stuck with the Cowboys this week. That was actually his first pick of the six pack. First oh pick my of the six gosh. pack. Gosh. Well, let's Go get ass. into it. Why why is he going <laughs> cowboys again? Has he not learned his lesson uh, yet?
0: I listen, it's it's the right play from a like game theory perspective. It's just so difficult because like they know they don't have a quarterback. I mean, now oh. what are you talking about Garrett Gilbert and uh, Cooper Rush? But uh, you know, I'll just give you some numbers as to you know why. You kind of avoid the noise in a long season and, and you do make picks like this. Uh, you know, we have dot uh, betlabs.com part of action network where we have all the betting trends, betting database. Cowboys plus 14. If you look at teams that are coming off a a game where they scored fewer than, than 10 the previous game, 151, 96, and four, 61% since 03, home dogs uh, versus big Ben. 24, 8, and 1, 75% in his career. Uh teams that have covered uh in for at least uh two games in a row. Uh if you fade those teams, 154 and 465% against the spread. I mean, every single uh trend points towards Pittsburgh. Even Mike Tomlin, you know, he's a rah-rah coach. Um, you know, gets his team up generally for spots where they're like an underdog. Uh, but as a road favorite, three and a half, like more than a field goal in Mike Tomlin's career, he's just 16 and 26, just a 38% against the spread. So, like, every trend tells you to back the Cowboys here, but oh man, like, for like personally,
1: yeah, until I, you watch the Cowboys, yeah, and like, oh, yeah. right? oh, yeah.
0: it's like <laughs> it's, it's tough. So, I mean, I, like from a betting perspective, I, I would say that this, the Steelers. Are probably a fade. I would say stay away, like personally. But that's uh, my thought on it. Yeah, like Stuck's going with the Cowboys here. I can't fault him for it. Um, hopefully, I can pick up a head a win head to head on on our personal uh, kind of competition with him. But uh, yeah, it's a stay away for me. But uh, it is the Cowboys are the right play if you're betting this game. I will say that.
2: My quick Steelers take is I bet they treat it very much like a business trip, you know, and don't run up a score. A lot of James Conner. Guys like Cam Hayward that are fighting something might sit out the fourth quarter. And in the end, it might get a little closer than the game really is.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough because you saw it with Philly, right? It was like Danucci kind of, you know, they hung in there. It wasn't like a blowout, but you have one play and it can change the whole game. And the mm-hmm. Steers' defense is so much, you know, better than the Eagles that I do worry uh, a little bit. But, uh, you know, this has been a little bit of a Steers' letdown spot in the past. I'm still concerned about their offense. You know, moving forward, I don't think anything will show in, in this game because the Cowboys' defense hasn't been great either.
2: Whoever the quarterback is is going to get hit, though.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I, I don't see how – I mean, I, I don't think that you can put this line big enough, and 14 still, to me, is not quite enough points. And it it, it, it reminds me less of the Giants last week and more of that Kansas City Jets game from earlier on in the season. And that was, what, 2019-20? points uh because this is literally the team that's playing the best in the nfl right now and the steelers is the only unbeaten team and the cowboys who if it wasn't for the jets might be playing the worst football in the league uh bad at the quarterback position they had at least had firepower on offense early in the season they don't have that and their defense is among the worst in the league so the steelers shouldn't have any problem running down and scoring points so i expect them to go up big early and even if they run the clock out at the end of the game we saw last week uh Denucci couldn't even throw the ball into the end zone to try to get it, uh, <laughs> oh, the right. score closer. Yeah, so, well, that's why. Yeah,
0: he's on. He's he's riding the pine now. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say this: like, I don't think the Steelers and Chiefs are comparable. I think this. I think the Steelers have issues on offense. It, it it won't come out this week. It didn't even come out as much last week because they get the three. Uh, Lamar gives them seven early, which kind of you know allows them to play from a kind of neutral to positive game script for most of that game. So uh, I do think, like, going forward, the Steelers. Like We're going to be a little concerned about them, but in this matchup, it's more just about the, the number and the fact that you have a total of, I believe it's 41, 41 and a half, and uh, it is tough to cover those big numbers in, in a game that you expect to be relatively well-scoring.
1: All right, we'll see if that one pops up for us again on Friday. I have a feeling we might go head-to-head <laughs> again here. It's, it's going to be on my short list of games to go on the Steelers' side of that thing, but I don't know if it'll actually end up being one of my picks, but we'll find out on tomorrow's Peacock and Williamson. All right, that's number one. The Cowboys getting 14 over the Steelers. What is the second selection in Sunday's six-pack?
0: Yeah, so my first pick was the Saints, plus five and a half in Tampa Bay. Uh, Saints— getting healthier. Uh, Sanders looks like he's going to be back off the COVID list. We'll see about Michael Thomas practicing, but uh, not a definite. I don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes with him. I know there were some disrespect issues, but uh, nevertheless, the Saints, very balanced team this year, even without uh, a lot of key pieces uh, for much of the year. They are seventh overall DVOA and top 10 for, uh, in all three facets, offense, defense, special teams. The Bucs also getting a little bit healthier, but we, we've seen they can be somewhat vulnerable. Uh, you know, look look at that Giants game where they were kind of lucky to uh, escape with a small victory there. And you, this is always a good spot, especially when you have a more than a field goal. Backing Sean Payton and the Saints on the road. Divisional matchup. Payton is 59% in his career uh, as a road underdog. So, you know, the Saints, you expect them to keep it close. This is a game they could absolutely win. Um, you know, they've... Beat the the uh, Bucks at home. Granted, different type of situation at home, but thirty four twenty three on opening day. One thing I always look for. You do expect these divisional matchups, especially the second one, to be closer. So anytime you can get the dog in those spots, it's it's also been a profitable situation. About fifty six percent against the spread uh, going back to o three as well. But uh, taking Sean Payton and the Saints as a dog here uh, against Brady and the Bucks.
2: I'm torn on this one. I'm I'm going to reserve judgment until tomorrow. But the one thing I'm really excited about is Kamara in the passing game against those two Bucks linebackers. I think that's just going to be a blast to watch.
1: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm
2: excited. The Bucks, for that one. Uh,
0: and they got called out by Arians uh, after that performance against the Giants. He called out Levante David and uh, and White said they kind of weren't playing up to snuff. So I'm sure that you'll get a good effort from uh, from those guys.
1: And you know, I think we learned a little bit about the Michael Thomas incident at practice taking a swing at CJ Gardner Johnson after uh whims from the Bears also taking a swing at yep. CJ Gardner Johnson <laughs> on the field. I mean, there might
2: we, be a constant here, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: we might have the cool. next Cortland Finnegan there on the Saints defense.
0: Oh, uh, guys, that's a, good, that's a good callback. Well, so nice. I, the, the issue with Thomas, I believe, was that it wasn't the punch uh, of Gardner Johnson, it was that uh, after the, the incident you know guys cooled off and you know you expect Thomas to go and say, you know apologize to the team and you know just keep it moving but they said after after he cooled off he just kept uh, you know mouthing off to the coaches including Sean Payton and like talking back to him and, and, and refused to apologize and uh that's why they had to kind of sit him because Payton you know you can't really you can't be out here disrespecting Sean Payton mm-hmm. and, and, and not and get away with it so they had to kind of make an example out of him and which is why they changed his status in that week five game from uh, an injury, DN, uh, you know, inactive to a healthy scratch, inactive. So um, that's that's kind of what I gather for it. He's kind of going a little bit the diva route, the a- the Antonio Brown route. So we got divas on both sides of the ball in on this one, uh, apparently.
1: Yeah, divas throughout in uh, the New Orleans locker room. Okay, uh, coming up, we'll get the last four selections of the Action Network Sunday Six Pack. Chris Raybon at Chris Raybon on Twitter. You can find all of his work at actionnetwork.com. All right, Chris, we've got the Cowboys and the Saints so far. Let's keep this Sunday six pack going. Who's your third selection? So this
0: is Stucky's second, our third overall, the Titans minus five and eight. No, I think it was six. The Titans minus six uh, over the Chicago Bears. Titans have not come through uh, for a couple of weeks now, but You look at the bears four of their five offensive line starters that they came into the year with uh, won't be playing in this game. Just had a couple of other guys, uh, you know, ruled out for this one and the Titans, their defense has really been a problem. Their third down defense has been abysmal. Uh, They did make some changes that kind of have things looking up. Number one, they traded for cornerback Desmond King from the chargers uh, and they released cornerback Jonathan Joseph. They also have an open roster spot. So, uh, that could signal that we maybe get a Dory Jackson back as well, um, you know. So some some positives there for Tennessee, but uh, taking them air against this Bears team that they're they're a little different from Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati was also banged up on the O line playing Tennessee, but number one, Titans are at home. Number two, the Bears don't have the receiving core that Tennessee does, and Nick Foles not not the kind of guy that. Um, can kind of is as mobile as a guy like Joe Burrow who can buy some time with a shaky O-line. So I think it'll be a lot tougher. Tennessee, better than almost any team over the last uh, season and a half in finishing drives, uh, which is something that I think the Bears will struggle to do even if they do convert on some third downs. So uh, I like the, the the Titans as well here. Uh, Titans minus six against the Bears.
2: I mean, it's obviously going to be strength versus strength when Tennessee has the ball. And weakness versus weakness when Chicago has the ball. And I know Tennessee's defense has been really bad, but I trust their defense to get closer to mediocrity than I do the Bears offense to get close to mediocrity.
0: Yeah, Matt, I actually wanted to ask you like, what do you think about that defense and the loss of uh Dean Pease with Vrabel then not going and hiring another, you know, coordinator? He's kind of called yeah. the plays himself. Do you think that has impacted their their struggles or is it more personnel
2: based? That's a good question because I did a lot of work on the Titans two different times when they were scheduled to play the Steelers got canceled did it again. And I like their players on defense like it doesn't quite add up. But boy they their communication isn't great. Um, None of the brand name guys, especially Clowney are playing as well as you would expect, you know, just on their reputations. So maybe, I mean, I'm not avoiding your question. That's just a hard question to answer unless <laughs> you're in the building, you know, right, unless you right. really know. But communication errors and things like that and not getting the most out of your talent doesn't exactly scream that it was a good move. And Dean Pease is really good at what he did as part of it.
0: Yeah, because, I, I mean, I, I remember even going back to – uh, you know the Giants when they had Ben McAdoo as the head coach and kind of the fallout of that was that you know hey this guy actually was fine as an, a coordinator like what happened and, and and kind of talked about just when you're a head coach you're doing so many things that it's really difficult to be kind of overseeing the entire organization and still kind of coming up with like you know these game plans and, and calling plays and so I just wonder if maybe Brable's kind of uh, you know spreading himself a little thin uh, with the you know kind of you know calling the defense himself and with all the other things he has to, to manage with that team and uh, and maybe seeing it come out in some of the results on the field.
1: The pass rush in in uh, Tennessee is the one that's really disappointing me. I mean Landry's got one and a half sacks, Jeffrey Simmons a couple sacks, no sacks for Jadavian Clowney, and usually Clowney's more of a pressure. Than a sack player and and you know pressure is is production disruption is production but he's not even doing much of that he's, he's you know put his his mitts up in the air and, and batted down a few balls and that's about all the production Jadavian clown had so i don't know if it's a motivation issue it's a scheme issue they're not moving players around as much but it's the pass rush that's disappointed me most with that tennessee titans defense
0: yeah, I, I, I think so. I do I do agree, though. I think they'll get back to mediocrity. And the Bears are just a team I think you have to sell a little high. on. Remember, they had that lucky start to the year. Um, and they've been keeping some games close. But I think this Bears team is going to have a lot of games like they had against the Rams a couple of nights ago on Monday Night Football. And this Titans team, uh, even though they're going to have some struggles on defense, uh, they can score and they can finish drives. So it's going to really be hard for the Bears to stay within a, a touchdown on the road, I think.
1: Both these teams 0-2 in their last two games. The Titans' last loss is, is even more worrisome, I think, than the Bears, because we kind of knew the Bears were going to come back to Earth a little bit. I don't know if I would touch this game. This is uh that, that's just scary the way both of these teams are playing right now. All right, pick number four, Chris, in your Action Network Sunday six pack. The
0: fourth pick going with the Kansas City Chiefs, ten and a half point favorites over the Carolina Panthers. The Chiefs are just playing amazing ball right now and I think the 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 struggles early in the season when they played the Chargers and they kind of little bits of a, a struggle on offense and then teams figured out that they were going to sit back and not really blitz them uh, and then for them to kind of get you know Oak uh, Vegas excuse me to kind of come in there and blow them up that that really kind of battle tested them and now they're kind of winning in a majority in, in a variety of ways they're, they're, they can throw it down the field on you if you want to sit back they can go up and down the field uh, on defense I think uh, they're playing at, at a high level ever since Spags really took over. But uh, especially, you know, this season, looking at what they did against Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, really the only hiccup was against that Raider team and the Panthers, uh, a team that I, I really liked, you know, betting on early in the year. I think they're coming back down to earth a little bit as you know, you start to get more film on, on on you know, what they're doing. Remember, they had a new kind of coaching staff, new quarterback. So it was kind of a new squad that no one really knew what to expect. Um, but I think you look at what the Falcons were able to do in that second divisional matchup and, and kind of just, you know, throw some looks at them that they hadn't seen. And you're, you're starting to see that with, you know, the, I think the game with the Bears the week before. When they play a good defense, uh, it's going to be hard for the Panthers to to score more than 20 points. Uh, And their defense really gets zero pressure. Um, And so they're relying on a a bunch of guys just kind of overachieving. I mean, Corn Elder and and, and Douglas, who's playing out of his mind. They should get him back. But Dante Jackson's banged up. It's just going to be really tough for the Panthers to stay within uh, a couple of touchdowns of these chiefs. So uh, I like them at uh, 10 and a half here. Patrick Mahomes, in his career, usually don't see this. uh, Only the best, like Brady, you really see cover as a favorite consistently Patrick Mahomes in his career now is a favorite 23 13 and one 64 percent against the spread
2: I know McCaffrey's coming back and that's gonna be exciting to watch but maybe that keeps the number a little lower than it should be but man I mean that Panthers D just doesn't match up at all
1: yeah
0: and running backs generally you know you're, you're not going to affect the spread too much for from running backs because remember the Chiefs and this has been an issue like, uh, well, you can call it an issue, but it's been kind of a feature of their defense going back to last year's Super Bowl winning team. Uh, They give up, you know, yards in the run game. So like they were, the chiefs are going to give up yards in the run game, whether it's McCaffrey or Davis uh, and, you know, they still cover at a high rate and and obviously win at a high rate. So yeah, it's, it's going to be good for the Panthers long-term, but I don't think it has a major effect on the number in this game.
1: Is it possible that we're still underrating the Chiefs right now? Because you mentioned how they started maybe a little bit slow, even though they have a 7-1 record. And uh, they've done a pretty good job of of covering all these games, except for that Chargers game you mentioned, where they only won by three and the loss to the Raiders. I mean, they're beating teams by quite a few points right now.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, anytime you have a situation where you're, uh, you know, a lot of the the numbers are driven by projections and computer models, you're always going to incorporate some regression to the mean. And the, the question is, you know, how much and, and you have to kind of look back beyond just this the eight game sample of this year and, and at you know, Andy Reid's record and, and how, you know, how much they've outperformed with Reid just going back to even the Alex Smith days and, um you know, Patrick Mahomes even going back, you know, three years. So it's this team has a proven track record of beating the spread, outperforming expectations um and, and just really a great, you know, well coached team that's always going to come up with a really good game plan. So, yeah, they're going to have are you going to have four or five hiccups a year? Yeah, but um, you know, generally, this is going to be a profitable team uh, to bet on, just as the Patriots were for two decades with um, mm-hmm. Brady Belichick.
1: And Andrew he doesn't have a problem stepping on the gas pedal either. We saw that last week with the uh, with the Jets and, and putting up a bunch of points.
0: Yeah, the yeah backups are better too. than most team starters. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like McCole Hardman and Brian Byron Pringle you know coming in and wavy on bell is your backup running back like, <laughs> like you have your backups of your, your your second team is better than most te- most uh first team uh defenses.
2: i would think they'll see a lot of vanilla coverages too a lot of zone and once reed gets a beat on it they'll just tear it up yeah matt ryan had about well he was
0: on pace for like 500 yards in the, in the first half of that uh thursday night game before you know ridley pops up wimp uh, and uh and, and things in the weather started playing a factor but yeah the chiefs uh this is a great spot for them i think the numbers are a little well
1: all right pick number five in the sunday six pack is
0: pick number five in the sunday six pack is the arizona cardinals minus four at home against the dolphins the dolphins They got lucky to have a bunch of what was it? Two, I think, returns for touchdowns last week. I mean, they threw for ninety-four yards. Special
2: teams, defense, and offense, and their offense had like ninety passing yards and forty rushing yards or something. Right. And everyone thinks they blew out the Rams. Like, yeah, they kind of did.
0: (laughs) I mean, they did, but that yeah, it's (laughs) not it's not predictive. I think going forward, when you look at Miami, they've been really good on defense. That's something I think people underrate. So we'll give them that. But uh, you still have to score points to win football games and you're you know things like uh long fumble returns kickoff returns you can almost just kind of negate those because those are so unpredictable that um and and just unlikely to repeat so like a team could have like you know five straight games with a fumble return or a kickoff return or whatever it may be and you still wouldn't really predict them any different from the league average because it's just it's just a very um kind of High variance uh, sure. occurrence. So you look at the the Dolphins and what's going on now. Tua threw for ninety three yards. You have Miles Gaskin, who's been really their best offensive player, uh, skill player. That is, uh, he's on the injured reserve. Matt Breida, the backup running back, is on the injured reserve. Uh, they acquired DeAndre Washington. He's not going to be there. So like they they're really fo- and, and they traded Isaiah Ford, their their slot receiver. So you're, you're talking about Tua Tagovailoa with uh you know probably two of the three of the skill guys that you know they've been starting for the year Jessica Gasecki, Parker and Williams you know you're going to have running backs that they haven't really been using you're going to have a slot receiver that they haven't been using and you're playing the Cardinals in Arizona uh and they're coming off a bye so it's just going to be a tough spot and kind of a fall back down to earth spot for Miami uh, this also maybe an under game just because uh, I don't know if Miami gets to their part of the you know the total, and then you look at Arizona and their offense at times has been a little bit shaky as well. And uh, Miami, as I mentioned, has been playing excellent defense, so um, I think that that could keep the game score low. But uh, still, like the Cardinals here with Miami's offense
2: in a state of flux. I wonder if Miami's just an under team for a while.
0: They could certainly be because their head coach is Brian Flores and we know That's Belichick, right. you know, he his, the Patriots were a lot of unders, um, you know, especially when they went on the road because, you know, t- you usually give the home field, the, the home team an extra two to three points. The, the Vegas books usually give them about three, which is a little over inflated. But um, yeah, so you have, you know, people think, oh, this team going on the road, they're going to they score some points. Uh, you know, hosting this this team like Miami. And really, Miami will probably, you know, stay in the game with their defense. It's just uh, also struggle to score points. So, yeah, I think they could absolutely be uh, an under team this year. Mm-hmm.
1: You got that at four or four and a half? Uh, four. Four. Okay, Cardinals giving up four points over the Dolphins at home. And the last selection, Chris, in your Action Network Sunday six-pack.
0: So I was initially going to go with the uh Broncos and then they had some COVID situations so I pivoted so I'm going with the Seahawks here uh two and a half point favorites on the road against the Bills a lot of people look at the cross-country trip and, and get a little bit worried um but in reality uh these trips have started to become overinflated in the market and overrated for the teams kind of making the trip and uh in particular Pete Carroll and the Seahawks he's always gotten his team ready to play in this type of spot uh 14 and 6 when they're making these, uh, you know, west to east coast trips uh, against the spread. So like the Seahawks here, their defense should be improving slightly. You know, they're starting to get a little bit better. Uh, now we're going to get Dunlap, uh, may get Jamal Adams. We'll see. Um, he's been a full go in practice. So uh, like them. And then for the, for the Bills, you have some concerning injuries. I mean, their injury report is, you know, very long as, as we recorded this on Thursday. But a couple of the ones that, you know, Uh, I think our most notable is, is, you know, the center, Mitch Morse. Uh, You never want to see a team with their center out. I know we've talked about this uh, before on the pod and then, you know, still banged up in the secondary with Micah Hyde and Josh Norman, um, you know, on that injury report. So that is extremely concerning against the Seattle offense that, simply just outscores people. You know, they they might have a game like they have against Arizona every once in a while where, you know, they just lose it at the end or Russ makes a mistake. But, I mean, in a game like this where you have Russell Wilson going against Josh Allen, who the more you make Josh Allen throw – uh, the more likely you are to get a mistake or something out of him. And and, and Russ Wilson can do that, you know, play in these shootouts. And it's just much less likely to make those backbreaking mistakes. I mean, it's happened once this year and in, in what, seven games, six, seven games. So um, like the Seahawks as short favorites on the road, uh, we know the Seahawks generally don't win by more than a possession, although they did last week against Sam Fran, but uh, like them, they always like getting them as short favorites because they're more, more often than not, they're going to, uh, to pull out a win.
2: It's interesting because we often talk about all the different trends and metrics and, you know, these are going to regress to the mean. And for about two years now, I've just said, except Seattle, except Seattle. (laughs) And like you mentioned the cross country road trips, like they they just kick ass at at them. It it doesn't phase them at all. 10 o'clock start doesn't matter. You know, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. And in his career, Russell Wilson, you know, mentioned Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, there are very few quarterbacks that, can cover at a high rate over a long period of time because the market just adjusts. I mean, quarterbacks are the most visible kind of players on a team, you know, casual betters, you know, look at the quarterbacks, but in his career, Russell Wilson, 73, 55 and seven, 57% against the spread five and two uh, this year is Seattle. And, uh, and then you have the bills, even though they haven't been covering uh, necessarily, they are on a, uh, you know, they, they have a little winning streak going overall, you know, straight up. Uh and uh when you fade Sean McDermott coming off a multi-game winning streak with the Bills, you're eight and four against the spread. Uh so he's just four and eight. You know, when he's had a multiple, like real straight up winning streak, uh, the Bills tend to be a little bit
1: overvalued in the market as well. So yeah. That is Chris Raybon of the Action Network. He's got Cowboys, Saints, Titans, Chiefs, Cardinals, and Seahawks in week nine. You can find him on Twitter at Chris Raybon. You can find all of his work at actionnetwork.com com thanks again chris as always and matt and i will be back tomorrow making our six pack and previewing all of sunday's games right here peacock and williamson